think it's like so true freedom of speech is not always free but i think that's something that america like we are based on freedom that's something that we should fight for it's something we should protect with section 230 um, basically just allows big tech companies to censor users so how do you feel about that i know you have your own app how does that work yeah, so great question. So let me go and kind of break it down for anyone who's not a total uh, digital nerd. Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Trey, what are some masculine traits that society is currently lacking? The biggest would be accountability and personal responsibility. Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. If you are new here, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you can be notified anytime that there is a new video or I go live. So I've gotten a lot of questions why this is called Girls Gone Right and why is the girls plural? Where are the girls? I had some other co-hosts. I know if you are familiar, we had Megan, we had Rachel on a season, and now we're wondering why is it girls plural if it's just me? And that is a great question, but there is actually a story behind it. And it's not because I was co-hosting with anyone else. It's not because there was multiple girls doing the podcast with me. So we are gonna have a walk down memory lane today. And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about how Girls Gone Right even got started. Uh, because I feel like it's been a minute since I've reminisced. I feel like when you are in the height of grinding and just putting in the work every day, you kind of forget to look back and see your accomplishments and successes and failures and reflect and see how you've learned from that. So we're going to have a little moment and do that today because I just feel like I need to do that too and take time to actually see like where I started to where I am now because so much has changed over the past two years and it's just you forget all the hard work that you put in and sometimes it's nice to look back and be like wow I did it like the things that I was dreaming of doing I actually get to do So starting from the beginning, I mean, as you guys know, we've been just doing a series of reacting to my lib college articles when I was a liberal. So you guys obviously know that I was a liberal in college and then I kind of just transformed from getting outside of that group think and getting outside of the echo chamber and challenging what people were telling me and kind of just doing my own research and listening to my own heart and going back to church. It was a multitude of things, uh, but that's where it started. And it was really COVID. I've talked about this before. COVID really made me question so much because when I was a liberal, I was sold the lie that told you my body, my choice. And I was very confused when they were forcing vaccinations because that logic no longer made sense. It didn't apply to this situation. They were taking that away and flipping it and saying that now we needed to protect the neighbors. But like, okay, protect the neighbors, but not the babies. Nothing was adding up anymore. So I really started to question everything, as I'm sure a lot of people did. I think a lot of people were questioning the ideologies that they've been sold. And they were questioning the authority that we had because nothing was making sense anymore. So COVID was just a really weird, weird time. But Amongst everything that happened and all this chaos that was going on, I think it was such a good thing for people to look back and a lot of people lost 
trust in the government because people overtrusted the government. So I think it was well deserved to the government that they lost trust in their people because people realized they were not serving them, that the people were actually serving the government. During COVID, um, let's see, I'm going to have to think about this. Uh, so COVID lockdown happened. I mean, I was already like, I wouldn't say that I was conservative, but I was dating someone at the time and he was conservative. So we would always have these conversations. I was a journalist in college. So I love to challenge ideas and talk about them. I mean, if anything, it's a conversation and it's not like I was married to my ideas. I was opening, I was open to having discussions to hear other people's views and go ahead. Like my belief is if you can change my mind, change it. Let's sit down and have a real conversation. Uh, so we had those conversations. And I think it was just also like, I, it was very holistic. I have like my certification for a holistic health coach. So, I mean, my ide my ideologies really are tied to holistic medicine. And I was just very confused with this whole vaccination. I was very against it. I'm not vaccinated. I didn't believe in getting vaccinated. I didn't think that people needed it. So that made me question a whole lot. And I started posting on my Instagram stories about not getting the vaccination and standing up against it in the this whole thing was stupid because at the time, I mean, I still am, I'm very into health and fitness. And during that time of COVID, I was always posting about my workouts. If you guys are OG followers, you know that I would post my COVID workouts all the time. I would post like little workout videos and things. And I was just very into health and fitness, which is why I wanted to become a health coach because I wanted to help other people in that journey. So I was very invested in this and I was always posting like recipes and workouts. So when this was happening, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like, we can't just trust this. And if we are healthy human beings and we work out and take care of our body, this is something that we can't trust. This is crazy. The government is gaslighting you, which that's where that saying came from. The government is gaslighting you. They've done this so many times and they prove themselves right to that aspect every single time. So I was posting on my stories um questioning the government like this is this is crazy we can't like stop this i don't get vaccinated i was so against it and always posting about it and talking about it and i lost a lot of friends and that was kind of my wake-up call is the people that i thought i was really close to someone that i was actually really really good friends with i considered her a best friend stopped talking to me because i was not vaccinated and she didn't like that i was posting about it so lost a friend for that and that was like a moment of like, I mean, it, in the moment, it really hurt because I I knew that she was liberal. And when I was like questioning my ideas and stuff, I, I didn't care that she believed in something different. Like if you're a liberal, that's fine. Like I think we can still be friends. Like I don't let my politics get involved in friendships. Like if someone doesn't believe in the same thing that I believe in, that's fine. Just respect my opinion and I'll respect yours. But she didn't want to be my friend anymore. Like deleted me on everything, done, uh, got disinvited to her wedding and things like that. So just completely cut out of her life amongst other people. Like a lot of, I was getting a lot of nasty messages of just all sorts of things. And I felt really alone because a lot of people my age are not involved in politics. And I just felt this pull to advocate. And I mean, I did journalism in college, like basically advocacy, so I did that in college and like that's kind of just my way of expressing how I feel is talking on my Instagram stories, obviously talking and writing and doing those things. That's how I express myself and that's how I stand up for my beliefs. And so I was posting on my stories, lost a lot of friends and it was like a moment of I didn't know like where where my people were, where my people that had the same beliefs as me and 
like a lot of the people that I followed on Instagram and stuff were obviously from college. So they knew me as a liberal. So this was a change for people in my life as well. And when I get passionate about something, I get fiery, hot, passionate. And I heard this saying once, like, don't be a lukewarm Christian. Like, you have to be fiery, hot. And, like, that's how I am in my beliefs. Like, if I believe in something, I am fiery, hot, passionate about it. Hence, Girls Gone Right living and breathing for two years. And it's not like it was a few months of passion project and done, but like it kept going because I love doing this so much. And when I'm passionate, I'm passionate. So started going to Freedom House Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where I moved from. I'm currently in Nashville, but was uh, going to that church and it really opened my eyes because they are somewhat political. They're involved in the turning point action and they, I mean, they always said, like, we don't believe in get like getting involved in politics, but politics knocked at the church's doors when they asked them to shut down. Like, not only were the gyms closed, which broke my heart, guys, when I went to go down to the gym one morning during COVID, like, we were told at the apartment gyms that they were not going to close down the gyms. But I went to go to the gym one morning, and there was a sign that said, closed indefinitely. And I started bawling my eyes out because... I work out every single day. I didn't know what I was going to do because there was nowhere else I could work out. So it was a moment of panic. Like the one place that I go to make myself feel better and healthy is like I don't have access to anymore because of COVID. So I didn't have the gym, uh, which is like where you have community is the gym and places that you go and places that like are in your routine and make you feel good about yourself and make you feel connected. They were taking it away from me. So the gym was closed. They were trying to close down churches. So the church got the letter stating that they were not allowed to open their doors because of like the mask. They were, they weren't requiring masks either. And that was the craziest thing too, is all these places were telling that you that you had to wear a mask on your face and that you weren't safe and that you can't go to the gym either. And we all have to get vaccinated. So there was this multitude of things that they were telling you to do that were not actually benefiting you, which made me question absolutely everything. So on top of that, they were taking away church. They were taking away the gym. Everything that I went to to make me feel like myself, it felt like every door was closing, which made me want to advocate harder and harder. Like it made me want to post on Instagram and just run my mouth on my Instagram stories and stir the pot and have conversations with people and hoping that maybe I can change some other people's minds too, because mine was also in the process of changing. Um, and throughout that, it was July two years ago, um, 2021, July. Yeah, July 2021 started Girls Gone Right podcast. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I started Girls Gone Right. It was an Instagram page. So basically what I wanted to do, the whole vision when I started this was me and my friend were talking. Her name's Casey. Shout out to Casey because she was my friend that I would call during COVID and we would just bitch about whatever headline and get worked up together and get passionate. It wasn't like us bitching, like we were just really passionate. So we had this idea that we wanted to start a women's group in Charlotte where we could basically just go meet up with other conservative women wherever they were at to make some friends because obviously no one liked me at this point because I was a liberal, gone conservative. People thought that I was crazy. It was quite the controversy that I just didn't want to get a vaccine. It stirred the pot. So started this girls group, had a, I remember like the first event we went to uh, this, it was like a winery place, like a port yourself wine place in Charlotte. And they actually ended up being conservative, the owners of the business, which was great. Like you didn't have to be masked. We could just walk in. I think that's like where, no, 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 take that back too, guys. That was not the first event. The first event was a rooftop event in 
Charlotte. I don't remember the rooftop, but I remember going and I didn't know if anyone was going to show up to this event, right? Like I literally made a graphic, made an Instagram page. So on this page, I started following some people from church and in the Charlotte area that I thought were conservative that might want to come to this event. So it was just like an Instagram page with a graphic on it that said, hey, like girls meet up at this bar this night. Uh, like we're all going to get together and just like talk and just be friends since we have similar values type thing. And I ended up going and I think it was like about 10 girls that showed up and, you know, you might be listening to this. And I remember every girl that showed up and it was just nice because people came out like I didn't think that anyone would actually come but people actually showed up and we talked about things and it felt nice to just have a community. So it was one event and then we were like, wow, that was actually so great. We all really enjoyed hanging out with each other, getting to know each other and also just talk about certain things and talked about ways that we can get involved in our local community. Like, I don't think that Charlotte really has too much of that for conservative people. Uh, They did have like young Republicans. I'm not sure if they still have that, but we didn't have anything for like young girls that wanted to get involved. So we did that. And then we did another event and it was just like more and more people kept coming, right? Like we did an event and like 20 people came. So it was so amazing to see the turnout and then just become friends with these people, keep up with them, get to know everyone. And it just felt like I had a place to talk and I also like the point of it was I wanted to spread education on my on Girls Gone Right Instagram page, like any way that you can make a difference. Like if you want to go to a board meeting, here's the information. If there's something going on locally that we need advocacy for, here is the issue. Let's advocate for it and let's see what we can change. So it was just a good way to stay connected, stay updated on events and I guess, use it as a way to educate and inform so we could use utilize that. Because I think a big problem that even I had was like, where do I even start? What do I even do? How do I get involved in things? I don't even know because I'm very new to this and I was a liberal. I have no idea how to get involved in a way that's going to make a difference locally. So that was really just the point of it. And then, so that was in like July through September, we were doing events. And then I believe it was like September or October, I had the first podcast. So I was like, okay, like, let's turn this into a podcast so we can give people information. Like, let's sit down with people that are experts in their field or can provide something valuable to listeners where they can listen to something, get the information, and then go out there and advocate. Like, that was just the main point of everything. So I remember the very first interview, and this is also, guys, I have never done a podcast. I have no idea. I'm not very techy. I went to school for marketing, but I didn't know how to do any of this stuff going on right here. So I had to start, like, it was just an audio RSS feed podcast. There was no video to it. I actually think that we did do a video for some of them, like on a webcam. It was nothing crazy at all. Um, so the first interview was with Jason Miller. For He is the CEO of Getter. I don't even know how this happened. This was just such a thing of luck and also just a divine appointment. But I believe someone from Getter messaged the Girls Gone Right account and was like, hey, do you want to do an interview? 
or interview Jason Miller. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'd love to. Also, I've never done an interview with anyone. So I remember freaking out because this was huge. I was so excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say yes, but I've never interviewed someone. And I've also never like done a podcast. So I have no idea how to do any of this, but I'm going to fake it until I make it. And I'm just going to do it. I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to hope everything goes well and that there's no tech glitches and we're just going to do it. So I remember being so freaking nervous and staying up because like I had a week to prepare and I had no idea how to do like the podcasting thing so that was still very new and in the testing phase I had no idea like how to do the editing I've never edited anything before I have I had no idea at this point how to do that so I remember the week before I went out and like my laptop like something wouldn't download the hard drive was full and like I needed basically to upgrade to a Mac I didn't have like a Mac or something and I was like no I really want to do this and I want to take this seriously and I want to do it all myself and I want to make this a learning experience. So I went out and got a new computer and stayed up so late every single night testing and making sure things work, trying to find software that I can use to edit and software to record because I wasn't even sure how to do like a video interview. Like if I was going to record on Zoom, I had no idea how to use this. So I had to stay up and research all of this. It was a lot of late nights. I remember like testing audio and sometimes it wouldn't work. So it was really frustrating and I felt like I was going crazy. Like I, it felt like I bit off more than I could chew in that moment. Like I don't know how to interview anyone. I don't even know what to ask. Like I'm already nervous. I'm going to have to practice interviewing, but I also don't know how to edit, record, or do anything for a podcast. So day of, um, we get on and it went smoothly and as I feel like I was so nervous also guys you can find this interview it's all the way down there on YouTube I believe I, it was posted on here and it was two years ago so I first interview ever I was so nervous but I remember like I think for it being my first interview and how nervous I was I think it went so well and I did it and it was such a great moment of like wow I I can do this and then I like edited it and figured everything out by just like by doing it. Like I think the best way to learn something is just dive in and make mistakes and you learn from all of those mistakes. And th every mistake that I've made on this two year path has changed my business. It's changed what I'm doing here. Like every mistake I have learned from. I've not made a mistake twice. I will make it once and I will learn from it and I will move on. And every single time my product and what I'm doing here gets better and better and better. And I'm so blessed and happy that I was able to just say yes and do it and not give up on something like this because in the beginning guys when I tell you although it just seems like so small like starting a podcast and doing it once a week because it was just a weekly thing I was so stressed with how to edit how to record having like the interview getting on there uh trying to like actually have a good interview and think of those questions and reach out to people like that was a hard thing too right like to get guests you have to reach out to people and you have to schedule things uh so it was a lot of scheduling making interviews recording and then being really nervous to record because I've never done this before so throughout like the first year of Girls Gone Right we had some amazing people on the podcast it was Jason Miller was like I said one of the first people uh Kongmin Lee and he was actually someone that spoke at Freedom House Church that I like listened to him and was really inspired by what he was saying so we had him on the podcast I had Pastor Penny Maxwell from Freedom House Church since she was such an inspiration to what I was doing um I'm trying to think we had Dina Falchuk, 
which she is the one that spoke on Glenn Beck about the Cinderella story. If you guys have heard that story about her going like in Disney World and uh, being Cinderella, she got an abortion. Anyways, like there was a whole social a PR thing on it because she got in a spat on Twitter with Planned Parenthood because she got an abortion and then switched her like it changed her life in the best way because she became uh, pro-life. So I had her on, which was something so amazing because that was something that I struggled with too, coming from being a liberal to conservatism was, I guess, learning about abortion because I was pro-abortion when I was a liberal. And that was like something that it was really hard to undo in my brain until I had that conversation with Dina. And it really changed my beliefs. It was, I, I saw something on Instagram, one of her reels, and I was shocked because she said that she was also pro-choice until everything happened in her life, which made her change. And I just actually like genuinely cried listening to what she had to say. And it just changed my life. Those interviews helped shape me who I am today and my beliefs and how I got there and being able to have conversations. I think that was just the number one pillar out of everything was sitting down with people and having conversations. Uh, so that was like the first few months. And then December, 2021, I went to America Fest in Phoenix all by myself. I remember seeing a post and I was like, I gotta go. I, I gotta go to this, whatever this is. I feel like I need to be there. I can't miss out on this experience because all of these speakers are coming and I wanna hear what they have to say. I didn't have anyone to go with me. I went all by myself, flew across the country to Arizona and had the best time. I met so many people and one of the girls I still talk to to this day, she's a great friend. And it really was just so inspiring. I made a lot of connections there. I met so many people. And to me, that another thing is conservatism. We need community because we want to echo our morals and values that shape us. So that was a place where I just needed to be. And I felt so morally grounded. And I felt like everyone that I met, it was so meant to be like they had an impact on me in some way hearing their stories. So it was an amazing time. I feel like that really just kickstarted Girls Gone Right because I was so passionate. I was so excited to meet these people that were speaking. I got to meet some of them. And it just fueled me even more to go home and advocate and make a difference in my local community. Uh, so yeah, then went back and kept doing Girls Gone Right, uh, like the the meetup events because we we always had like those girls meet up or the meetup for girls and then got involved with Young Republicans. So I met Rachel at one of the events who then ended up becoming one of my best friends who then later co-hosted a season with me. Uh, and then within, I think it was like, okay, so now we're in 20, 2022. I have to like go through the whole timeline. Uh, I was seeing someone and I've talked about this before, so I don't mind sharing it with you guys, but I was the, the person that I was seeing for years, we lived together, which I already did an episode on this of how I felt about living with someone before marriage. And guys, we make mistakes and we learn from them. So I can talk about that another time. But we actually ended up breaking up. So we broke up in like March, 2022. I want to say it was 2020. Yeah, 2022. And it kind of just like rocked my world because that was the person that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I did a podcast episode on that because I just didn't, it was like a time where I was doing Girls Gone Right and I was so passionate about it. And then I like lived with the guy that I literally thought that I was going to marry and have kids with and just spend the rest of my life with and it didn't happen and I was like going through so much and I didn't know what to do I'm like I don't know if I should even do Girls Gone Right anymore because I 
I, f- I feel like I'm all over the place and I am chaos. So it was a really hard time in my life. Oh my gosh. It's like making me a little sad even just thinking about it only because Peyton just at the time had no idea what was going to happen to her. Like she didn't know all of the blessings that were lying ahead of her. I mean, even Girls Gone Right, as much as I loved it, it was something that I was taking day by day. And it wasn't like it was just a girls group and a small RSS feed and then... I had to make a choice like do I want to keep doing this can I keep doing this because I feel like I don't have much I don't have great advice to give because I'm going through a breakup and it was someone that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with so like what am I doing giving you guys advice so I decided to like do a little series called Girls Gone Single (laughs) which was really what an interesting twist that was and honestly it was just sharing like not my personal relationship details, but it was just sharing that sometimes life doesn't go as planned and that is okay because there is a better plan for you and you have to believe in that. So although I felt like I had my heart broken, I knew that I just had to keep going and know that there is something better for me out there and I have to trust in God's plan. And if you trust God, you just have to trust in that. You can't look back and think about what you wanted. So we kept on trucking spent this summer in Charlotte and had the time of my life hanging out with my friends uh, and just making new memories and focusing on the podcast. We did a conservative speed dating event in Charlotte. So if you guys were there, shout out to you guys. I It was very hard to do that because a lot of guys didn't show up. It was hard to get guys out at that event. And then I got my dream job in Nashville, my absolute dream job, which shaped me in so many amazing ways. I'm so blessed to have had that opportunity to work there. So I called my dad. It was like, he was bawling his eyes out. He's like, obviously he's so happy for me, but he was so sad because he lives in Charlotte. He's like, first of all, I'm so upset because I knew that you were going to get that job. And I'm so sad that you're going to be moving. And I just, I remember that day. And then he was also just like, yeah, I just moved you though. I just moved you into this new place. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to move me again to Nashville. So in two weeks, nevertheless. So didn't even go to Nashville before moving. I just found a place online, signed a lease online. And I just knew that it was going to be, it was the place where I was supposed to go. It felt really right. It felt like a divine appointment. Also seven is a biblical number. And I was in Charlotte for seven years. I got the job or I applied for the job in July, the seventh month out of the year. And I know it's kind of crazy to believe in these numbers, but year of seven means that it is coming. Something's coming to an end. And it felt like my life in Charlotte was coming to an end. Like I ended a really serious relationship. I moved out on my own. I made a lot of progress. Like that was huge for me to go live out on my own and pursue this podcast that I was doing and pursue my career of being in political media. So it just felt so meant to be. So took the job, moved to Nashville, got my, got experience working at my dream job. Absolutely loved it. It only made me more passionate about what I'm doing. Rachel co-hosted for a little bit. We did it over Zoom. And at this point it was still an RSS feed. So we were just like kind of doing it remote and doing a lot of posts on Instagram. We didn't utilize the YouTube much. And then we decided we wanted to do a rebrand. So January, oh my gosh, this is like crazy but january of this year we did a rebrand so rachel drove all the way to nashville we did a rebrand together just did a little photo shoot new colors because it used to be a whole different color a whole different look she was red before red and white and just very instagram focused and very conservative looking and we just wanted to make it kind of more open open to more audience so people can hear us 
So did a whole rebrand in January. Rachel came down to Nashville. She helped me with all of this. We did a really fun photo shoot. We got hit by a car also, like walking down to Broadway. Uh, me and another girlfriend and Rachel were walking across the street and got hit by a car. Uh, so that was <laughs> such a twist. And um, let's see. So that happened. And then... Uh, Rachel just hosted with us for a season and then it was a new season. I'm like, wow, I'm not sure like what's next for Girls Gone Right. Like, I'm not sure what the vision is. Like, I, it, a lot has changed, right? Like, I went from just doing an RSS feed by myself in Charlotte to uh, having a really serious relationship end and talking about involving kind of dating in it and then doing speed dating events and then moving to Nashville, moving to a whole nother city where I didn't even know anyone that I started a new job. And there was just so much going on that I haven't really, I didn't really have time to put in like the big vision goal. And also my thing was you can have a five-year plan and it doesn't matter. Just because you have a five-year plan doesn't mean that's going to happen. The only plan that matters is God's plan because that is the only plan that is going to prevail. So that is a great lesson that I learned. I was such a planner. I used that planner every day, writing down things that I was doing, life goals, goal charts. And I just realized it didn't. It, it doesn't matter what my goals are. It matters where God wants me to be and where God is calling me. So I kind of just threw away that plan. I'm like, I'm going, I'm just going to do whatever God tells me to do. So at that point, I was just, I didn't have anything really planned out. I just knew whatever, wherever I was being pulled, that's where I was going to go. So then I ended up having Megan on the podcast and we ended up co-hosting together and we moved to YouTube, which was huge. We started doing that in May this year. So it went on a video format, which has been amazing because I feel like it's just been such a great way to build this community and have our voices heard and hear your voices. It has made such an impact by doing that. It was a huge change in the business. It's also taught me that video editing. It's taught me producing. It's taught me how to set all of this stuff up, run YouTube and manage collaborations. And it's really just been a game changer. And we're producing more content now, way more content. Like guys, this time last year, I was making one episode a week and it was just an RSS feed. There was no video. It was just one episode a week and some posts, some graphics on Instagram. But those graphics like would be informational. So like you can share them with your friends. Like we just wanted to advocate. So there was like a post every single day for advocating, but it was one RSS feed uh, a week. So there was not nearly as much content as there at as there is today and just to think two years ago like Peyton or even to think one a year and a half ago that Peyton wanted to give up on this Peyton just wanted to be done with it because she didn't think that she had anything good to say after a failed relationship and there's been many times throughout this journey where I've wanted to quit where I just felt like I didn't know like where is this going? And like, what is this doing? And like, sometimes I just like feared no one cares. It's not growing. There was so many fears. And I remember I was on a date with someone and they didn't like that I did a podcast. Like this was uh, over a year ago when I moved to Nashville, they were like, yeah, I, that's like a deal breaker to me. I don't want someone that's like talking about politics on the internet. Like that is too uh, emasculating to them. And they didn't like that I did this. And I was getting messages like, do you think that this is impacting your dating life? I don't know if this is going to put like a cloud over me that people are going to find me less desirable because I run my mouth on social media and talk about politics and things like that. So there's been quite a few moments where I just didn't know if I was going to continue Girls Gone Right. Doing this podcast led me 
to having a career that I absolutely love. It led me to being able to make content and feel like I'm giving value to you guys. So by taking so many risks and just listening to God and dropping my five-year plan, I have absolutely changed my life. Because two years ago, I was working in insurance. I hated my job. I've been through so much since I've started this podcast, and you guys have all been there with me, going through it, seeing it, because I do share somewhat of what's going on in my life with you guys. So you guys have seen the ups. You've seen the downs. There's always going to be an obstacle before your success. And I've had so many obstacles, but I feel like I've had so many successes that keep it going. And even if it's a small success, it matters. And that's what you have to remind yourself is you're doing it for the small wins that eventually when you look back at it one day, it's going to feel like a big win because in the moment it feels small because we work so hard that we don't actually get to feel how great it is. But I can tell you guys right now to be sitting here two years later after starting a girls group in Charlotte to seeing what it has become now is absolutely amazing. This is not only a podcast like this is my business this is hopefully my future and it's absolutely incredible to know that I like didn't give up on myself and I didn't give up on this podcast and I didn't give up on God's plan for me I think that is the biggest takeaway from this is although when times got tough and this was something that could have easily been taken off my plate and I didn't have to worry about it I just knew that I had to keep doing it and God has always pulled me in the right direction to help me grow my business, to help me make connections, to help me make content. It's always been a door open. And I know that's because God is telling me that this is where I need to be. No matter what happens, no matter what obstacles, God always shows me that there's an obstacle for a reason and it opens a door. And I don't even think I told you why I called it Girls Gone Right. But if you guys didn't get that before, it is called Girls Gone Right because it was a girls meetup group and it was just girls coming to the event. And I'm like, we're all girls here. So Girls Gone Right. There's all of us. Like it was a bunch of girls. So it started as Girls Gone Right because there were so many girls and it was a just a community for women. So that kind of just, we stuck with it. You guys make the community. And so although there is only one of me, there are so many of you, boys and girls, whoever's listening, uh, I guess it doesn't even matter anymore. But here's the thing is like, I hope that by someone listening to this, if you, I mean, I've, I read in the comments that you guys share this with your girlfriends and your sisters and your mom and your, your family members. So even if you're a guy listening, this gets usually sent to someone that you may know that has helped them. And I feel like it does impact a lot of other women because I was just a girl that didn't know what to do and I would have loved to hear some perspective on some things. So although there may be only one girl gone right, I know that my female listeners that make this community, you guys are the girls gone right. There's going to be so many more of you. There's going to be people that listen to this and change their mind and the impact that I'm making, that is the girls gone right. So that is the story and I'm sure I missed out on so many details, but you guys can take a walk down memory lane and scroll to the old episodes. They're on Spotify, they're on iTunes, and there are some videos here on YouTube and also just like the girls, the old girls gone right Instagram feed. Like if you go back and scroll back in the day, like to the even the beginning of this year, it's so different and so much has changed. But that is the journey to girls gone right. So I feel like I just needed to address the comment section of everyone asking like, where's the girls? Where's the girls? Guys, I am the girl 
gone right and we are going to find the other girls gone right we want to help other women be able to find this path as well so that is the story this is peyton and i'm your girl gone right thanks for watching and i'll catch you next time